You are listening to the Embrace Running Podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Elena, and this is episode number 232 for March 20th, 2018. Welcome back as we continue our conversations in running. It's a good subtitle, I guess. Yeah, I like that. Sure. Yeah. All right. What's the plan for today? Just conversations in running. <laughs> I guess I already said that, right? <laughs> um, we're just going to talk about a few different stories, I guess, and then we're going to share what's going on with us. We registered for some stuff. That's not a surprise. Um, and then we ran a race. So we're going to be That's talking. not a surprise. That's not a surprise. <laughs> uh, we ran the San Diego half marathon. So we're probably going to be spending the second half of the episode or more of that, less than that. I don't know. The end of the episode talking um, all about the race with the full race, race recap. March is kind of a busy month for us. We started with Napa Valley Marathon, mm-hmm. San Diego, and then we're going to finish it off next week with Oakland uh, half marathon. So um, March is a... The podcast is going to be filled with race recaps, I guess. Which is not a bad thing. No. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's get into things. I guess we're going to catch up with what's going on with us. I've been told I'm going first today, so mm-hmm. I'm going first because I think I have less to say. So um, what's going on with me? Not much. Just kind of running. Feeling better. I That's will say good. that. Kind of feeling stronger. Coming out of the winter. Um, getting the races in kind of helps. Um, ran San Diego. We're going to talk about that. Didn't feel... Horrible. Uh, ran this past weekend. <laughs> Didn't feel horrible. <laughs> I guess that's good. That's a week after a marathon. Yeah, no, I know. I know. It's just half, funny. So, like, yeah, it's just... um, And then ran this weekend pretty, felt fine. Actually, my shin was bothering me a little bit, but hopefully that's just a, a freak thing. But um, yeah, definitely feel better than I did a, a month ago or, you know, two months ago. So things are on the right trajectory for me. Um, about as interesting as things got for me this week was I tried <laughs> tried some new gel flavors. I, I you know, um, that that could be interesting. Well, I mean, you could you could fall like into the monotony of like, or I guess you have fallen. Well, I was going to say monotony. Sorry for me, yeah. that's almost like breaking news story because right. I'm the type of person that eats the same flavor of gels over and over and over and over and over again. And not that anybody really cares, but all I eat right now and have eaten for a really long time is um, vanilla quiff shots mm-hmm. right and then is it the salted caramel goo from goo yep those are basically the only two things you will find in my running bag in terms of gels those, that's what i take on races all the time so the, the fact that i tried something new is is truly um legendary breaking news and that that actually came about because of the fact that i was cleaning out my running bag um and because i just ended up with so many gels in the bottom of my bag because I have like one bag that I always take with me whether we're going to a race or a long run or, a long run that we're yeah. driving to or something like that so I always take the same bag and, and what I always end up doing is kind of grabbing gels throwing them in the bag and so it's like I grab three I'll end up using two the next time I go run I grab three use two you know grab four use three so I end up with a massive collection in the bag and but I just keep adding to it but um, basically a long-winded story on gels um, but the so I tried some new flavors because they were just happened to be in the bottom of my bag and I was like I have to get to them so I tried uh, what is it chocolate coconut from goo yep which yep. apparently I have bad taste buds because I didn't taste any coconut in it whatsoever so to me it just tasted like chocolate outrage which is a flavor I used to eat all the time um, and then I tried citrus flavor from cliff which my first taste I was like you know this is not my favorite thing by the time I finished it, I was like oh that's that's, that's actually pretty good so um <laughs> I was like, oh, it's kind of good to change and have something different. So I think I'm actually going to pick up a few citrus-flavored cliff, cliff shots. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to getting the the brands correct all the time. Sometimes I just use the word goo as kind of my generic term for, 
for gels. I think a lot of people all together. So yeah. it's kind of like the Kleenex of, of right. gels. So um, other than that, let's see. Uh, still doing lots of push-ups. Um, I did not keep my streak alive. So I think we talked about it last month, February. We both ended up doing kind of like a streak inspired mm-hmm. from random blog online to just do push-ups every day. And I've done push-ups every single day. Well, I did every day in February. And then March, I've done every single day with the exception of two, which happened to be the Saturday and Sunday we were in San Diego. <laughs> oh, For no okay. particular reason. That's just, I kind of went to it bed didn't on. work out. Well, I went to bed on Saturday and forgot to do them. So, and then Sunday was just the race. And I was like, well, I didn't really care because I forgot the day before. So, yeah, but I got it. back to it on Monday and I'm back to that again now. So, we'll see how long I can keep the streak going. But um, that's been fun, actually. So. And the online thing, did, did I mention it? Like the online, I think I got that from Lifehacker. I think their March thing was like stretching. So I was like, eh, forget it. Yeah, I think you mentioned what the March thing yeah, was. Okay. I think last time we said we were going to see what it was. Yeah, so yeah. March was stretching and I was like, mm, not interested in that. So I'll just stick with push-ups. So, all right, that's all that's <laughs> going on with me. Kind of weird, random, just weird conversation there. So let's jump on to you and hopefully some more serious stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Uh, I also ran the Napa Valley Marathon like you did. Oh, right. And then, yeah. yeah. And then um, I didn't feel too bad the following week. Just like my hips were kind of sore a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that got better as the week went on and then ran the San Diego Half Marathon. And like you said, didn't feel horrible. So especially a week after a marathon. So um, pleasantly surprised with that. Uh, and then since then did a long run over the weekend of, I think it was 16 miles in anticipation of or in training for flying pig, which is like just inching closer and closer and closer. So trying to get those, those miles in for the, what are we doing? The four way, four way with extra cheese. Yeah. 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 There you go. So trying to get those miles in to, to prepare for that. So, um, long run felt pretty good. So, and then with it being a week after a half marathon, which was a week after a marathon, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, been doing pushups this whole month. So I've kept my streak alive. So you're still good from I'm still good February, from February 1st. February 1st. That's cool. Until now. And I did do some before we started recording. So I got those <laughs> in already in case I forget afterwards. So those are done for the day already. Still want to do some more cross training. I just haven't like just I just haven't carved out time to do it. That's mm-hmm. that's the only problem. That's it. it. I don't really have any other reason or excuse. Just haven't made the time to do it. I could make the time to do it. I just haven't. So hopefully that'll change sometime soon. But uh, been running pretty consistently. Been running a lot of days this month, actually. I think so far I've only had one day that I actually haven't run this month, and that's not on purpose, like as far as like a street goes or anything. It's just kind of how it's worked out. So, and I figure I guess back to back days are pretty good going into to flying pig. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty much been my my training. I don't really have anything exciting in terms of. Uh, actually, I did try a new gel flavor. Now that oh, you okay. mention it, you too, huh? Yeah, I did. So I tried the um. The new goo, it's a limited edition, their birthday cake flavor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which was pretty good. I actually like birthday cake. I know so a lot of people it, don't. So does it, it taste like cake? Yeah, but not overwhelmingly so. Okay. Um, and then one of my favorite things about it is it doesn't have caffeine. So it's mm. kind of always hard for me to find gels that I like that don't have caffeine in them. So that's that's one of them. So yeah, I didn't even think about it, but I did try that. So that was you, pretty good. Do you never have gels with caffeine? Uh, not never, but I, I tend not to have them. Like if I'm going to have them in a long run or in a race, I try to have them towards the end, not at the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. Just because I, I don't know, my body tends to be sensitive to caffeine. So um, try to avoid it early on if I can. And if there's other gel flavors or other nutrition things that I could use that don't have caffeine, I'd rather do that. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's pretty much what's been going on in terms of training. The other thing um, that I wanted to mention 
is that uh, actually been lucky enough to have been selected to be a Mermaid Series ambassador for 2018. Um, was one for 2017 as well. You guys may recall uh, talking about the Mermaid Series uh, last year as well. Um, it's a just kind of a refresher for people who don't remember. It's a women-focused running organization, and it puts on races both in Northern and Southern California, um, in Spokane, um, Boulder. Um, and then it has a pretty cool mission um, statement. I'm going to read if that's okay, because I just I think it's kind of kind of puts it uh, better than I can actually explain it. Okay, sure. So, um, Murray Series is building a welcoming community that inspires women from all backgrounds to realize their full potential. It strives to serve as a catalyst for change in women's lives as they set and discover new goals for themselves in fitness and in life. We are committed to the pursuit of each mermaid's healthy lifestyle. Mermaid Series events aim to provide a positive and encouraging environment, inspiring each mermaid athlete to cross the, fin- cross the finish line. Events are open to men and women. Um, so that was, that was the end of the statement. Sorry. Okay. I kind of kept I going. Yeah. Okay. So the events are actually open to men and women. Um, and I, I think I've run a few of the races actually over the, the last several years and we've done race recaps. Uh, I did their duathlon ones. I've done their San Francisco race. Um, we get to run across Columbia Bridge. That was actually last year. I've done their East Bay race. Uh, they also have a duathlon and triathlon in Capitola. They have a San Diego race. So they have a, a I haven't run that one um, specifically, mm-hmm. but they have a lot of races out there. Uh, aside from the awesome like race shirt that you get, which actually I've been really happy with all of the race shirts and you've actually liked them and you tend to be kind of picky with, with race shirts. I, I always talk about the race shirts because I think my favorite race shirt that you have was from a mermaid race. Um, and it's a really cool shirt. It looks good. And the weird thing, I actually saw a lady wearing the exact same shirt this weekend on my long run. So. Oh, I did too. Oh, okay. Then yeah. I guess we saw I was like, I have that shirt. But okay. Um, but in addition to the race shirt, you get a finisher's medal. And then you actually get a, a necklace as well. Mm-hmm. So you get both, which is unique. Yeah, tends to it, be one or the other. It's something races. you can actually wear on Tuesday after the race. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're wearing your medal to you know around on Tuesday, <laughs> you're just a little weird. But I don't know. Some people might do that. So. You know, unless you're running Disney and you're at Disney World or something. Yeah, but, um, true. <laughs> but, but other than that, you probably should not be wearing your medal on Tuesday. <laughs> Monday will let slide, but Tuesday for sure. No. That's the cutoff. Yeah, I think so. What time? Like like Tuesday morning, Midna- midnight, like midnight. Okay, midnight. Midnight's All right, fine. yeah. We'll let that go. Yeah. So I do actually have a, a race uh, discount to to share with everybody to be able to register for um, any of the races, any of the events um, this year. And so we'll link to that as well on um, on the show notes. But the code is uh, Elena, all caps, and then one zero, so 10. Um, so Elena 10 mm-hmm. is the, the discount code for anybody who wants to register for any of their events. They have, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six events left this year. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a few. Yeah. And like I mentioned, um, not all in California. Um, most of them are on the road. One is a duathlon triathlon. Um, and then they actually do have a trail race, um, in December as well. So, so, uh, I'll just share the best way. If you want to do it, um, head over to embrace running.com right side of the page. You'll see a big old mermaid series ambassador logo. Click Mm -hmm. on that and actually put up the entire list of races and has the distances and the discount code is there and the links are there. You can just go ahead and click, click through there and sign up for whichever race you want to do and let us know which one you're doing. Yep. And then if you're kind of on the other side of things, if you're wanting to maybe just uh, experience the event but not necessarily run in it, you can always volunteer. They always are looking for, for volunteers, mm-hmm. and you do get, like, race credit for that as well. Um, and so they're always posting information on that as their event comes up, too. So if you want to kind of give back in that sense, too, this is a, a fun event to – a fun series to, to volunteer for. So Yeah, volunteering is cool when you get a free race entry for it. Even cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. All right. Should we move on? Yes. Uh, let's talk about other races in, in registration, kind of share what's going on with us. Um, just a quick update. 
we had mentioned when we started the year with the races that we had signed up for, um, we had mentioned that we were thinking about doing Columbia Gorge Half Marathon. Well, we're doing it, so we registered, mm-hmm. booked the plane tickets, booked the hotel. So Columbia Gorge Half Marathon, which is basically in Hood River, Oregon, mm-hmm. uh, just outside of Portland. So uh, we'll be going there in, I don't know what month that is. Is that October? October. October. Um, <laughs> so we'll be doing that. It's a half marathon. We'll be doing the half marathon. There's a full, it's an out and back. So yeah. We'll see how that is, but it should be a scenic, pretty cool race to do. Looking forward to that one. Uh, another one that we did not mention that we did register for is the Long Beach Half Marathon in Southern California. So that's also October? Yes. Yeah, October, November is going to be very busy for yes. us. Yeah, in, Long in Beach ends up being two weeks after Columbia Gorge. Um, so traveling to those races, so looking forward to that. Should be fun. And then, of course, was the the big one, the all-important one. Uh, if, if you follow us on social media, you already know the results of that, but... Um, the New York City Marathon, mm-hmm. we entered the lottery. Mentioned that long. Seems like forever ago. Um, but lottery results came out. I got in. I did not. You did not. Mm-hmm. So huge bummer there. Uh, if truth must be told, I think the two weeks leading up to the, the the announcement, I was almost hoping neither one of us got in. That way it would just be, <laughs> it would just make the end of the year easier. I mean, we, we both really want to do New York, but um, <laughs> it just seemed like oh, it'd be just easier if... If we both don't get in, yeah, we don't decisions get in made for and, us. Yeah, okay, makes makes Try all again your next year. planning very simple. So um, I got in, you did not, which is a bummer. I never saw or looked up like what the percentage was of people that entered through the lottery. That yeah, got I in. didn't I know, see anything about that either. I know last year was like seventeen percent or something. So um, that's that. So I felt bad. I know I was already looking up information about um, if you wanted to do it as a chair, if you if you wanted to get in via one of the charity spots. So. Yeah, I was looking that up too. I immediately kind of went and looked that stuff up in case anybody's wondering. The minimum the minimum raise for a charity spot was actually, I think it's $3,000. And I'm slightly, I get confused on some of their, they have like a, is it gold level, silver level or? Yeah, it's like level? tiered it's different. Different yeah. tiered levels. So I didn't go through all that. So I was like, oh, okay, charity, that'd be kind of cool. Looked into it. There's actually a charity which you support on a regular basis that I thought, oh, that would be perfect. You should totally just run that as a charity. But according to their website information, they were sold out of those spots already. And I don't know if I looked this up. Was this like two days after lottery? It was, it was within a couple of days because I had looked it, it up quick. too. And I think I was I was actually um, ready to, to commit to that charity. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And yeah, they didn't have any spots available. So according to the website. So kind of bummed about that. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was that. So I was like, ah, oh. oh, well, I mean, you could always do it with a different charity. But I was like, ah, whatever. Got a message from Carol. Hit us up on social media. Say, hey, why don't you look into doing it um, through a like a tour operator, mm-hmm. like a travel mm-hmm. thing? And my first reaction in my head was like, well, you can't do that if you're a U.S. citizen, right? That's only open to international travelers, which I was incorrect. I don't know why I made that assumption in my head. So um, looked up on Marathon Tours um, and basically found that you could do it that way. And so you registered via that method. And, and just in the nick of time, too. Just in the nick of time. Right before they made it, they switched to, like, wait list. Yeah. So um, so you registered through them, and you we're kind of going in, the, in our heads right now that we're 95% sure you're doing it just because, <laughs> like, technically you don't have the registration yet. I don't know how this kind of travel stuff works. Right. But, I mean, I did get my confirmation, confirmation that it went through and... You know, put my deposit down and everything, and this this is supposed to include a race entry to New York, but right. I don't actually get the official entry. I think until like summer, I think is what they said. So I won't officially be registered until then. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, so we're fairly certain that I will also be there running. 
Yes. If not, I will I will be there. <laughs> yeah. So so I mean the good side is, you know, we should both be there doing our first New York City marathon. So yeah. excited that we're now I'm excited more that we're both um doing it as um we kind of got through the lottery stuff. Um just to share in case anybody's curious, doing it through like the the tour thing, um, you have to you have to you, you essentially have to book your hotel through them. That's the mm-hmm. minimum. If you if you need right. the airfare, you can do that through them. Um the hotel ended up being basically a similar price for that particular hotel is what mm-hmm. we could get on our own without the kind of the tour package group thing. Um, ended up being actually a little bit less than I had already, I jumped on immediately and booked a hotel just to make sure I had a hotel and not the craziest price, but um, that hotel did end up being cheaper. And then you do have to pay for your race registration, of right, course, right. which they end up charging you 550 for the race registration, mm-hmm. which is about $250 above the usual race uh, registration race fee i think yeah. i'm paying which is absolutely ridiculous but uh two it's like 290 295 280 something like that i don't remember exactly how much new york cost it's not something that i wanted to remember it's the most expensive race right that we've done yeah yeah it's something i wanted to register yes i'm doing it and then absolutely immediately forget it how much you're actually paying for it <laughs> so you're paying basically to do it through the tour you're, you're basically paying a 250 dollars premium to get that guaranteed spot um which you know, for it's some steep, it doesn't. It's but... steep. For some, it doesn't make sense. For us, it totally ends up saving us a ton of money because the original plan was you were going to come with me to New York anyways, and as lots of people said, you were going to be an awesome cheerleader for me. Yep. Um, and then what would have happened is you would have entered the lottery next year, subsequent years, and then I would have gone with you to be your cheerleader. So it would have been two totally separate had to, yeah, trips so it, to New York. It, it would have been hotel charges again, flights again. Um, so really, this saves. A yeah. lot of money yeah. because I don't know. To be honest, I don't know if we'll ever go back to New York after running it one time. Right. Because, frankly, it is a huge expense mm-hmm. out of your pocketbook, uh, especially when, you know, I mean, hotels expensive for everybody. Coming from the West Coast, you're in theory paying more for flights than people from the East Coast or, you know, the central U.S. So um, pretty pricey on top of a really expensive yeah. race reg. And New York is super expensive to visit to begin with. So, um from all that standpoint, you kind of have to look like, yeah, let's not think about how much is this costing. <laughs> yeah, but but you're right. I mean, overall, even though it seems like it's a, it's a, I mean, it is a lot of money, but it, it does make more sense for us to be able to do it the same year versus mm-hmm. making two totally separate, separate trips. trips for it. Yeah. So it just makes more sense. Yeah. So looking into the, the tour travel thing might be a good option. Um, I mean, it's too late now, I'm assuming, unless there's some other companies that can do it. Yeah. Um, but regardless, it's probably too late to do that. But in future years, if anybody is interested in doing New York and you can't get in through the lottery and you're not super blazing fast. Um, yeah, where you can qualify under the yeah their, this, time, this their could, time standards. Yeah, this could be a yeah. very good option to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if the economics kind of work for you. I would just say jump on it like immediately as soon as you get your lottery results. Same thing. I think if you want to do a charity and you're picky about what charity you want to do, um, I would jump on that immediately to either get in on one of those spots or at least get the information to help you decide what you want to do. So just wanted to share all that New York stuff. So yes, we will be in New York in November to run the big race. Just us and, you know, 50,000 of our closest (laughs) friends. All right. Um, should we move on? Yes. Um, I just want to throw out the names of some races from the, the past two weeks, I guess. Um, San Diego, we're going to talk about Modesto happen. That's a local race, which we've shared here before. R&R DC, LA Marathon, which we've done before, mm-hmm. um, which I saw the medal. Pretty cool medal. 
uh, from this past weekend. Um, yeah, NYC half, mm-hmm. um, which I saw lots of write-ups about. And I think that's all I'm going to mention. Okay. <laughs> mention my favorites from the list. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's get into just a couple news topics, and then we'll jump into our San Diego race recap. Yeah, I'm sure by by now everybody's kind of uh, heard the news, but um, Roger Bannister died. He was the first person to run a mile under four minutes. He died at age 88. He clocked three minutes, 59.4 seconds over four laps at Oxford's Ifley Road track on May 6, 1954 to break the four-minute mile, uh, a feat that previously thought was, everybody thought was impossible. So, and then of course after that, you know, multiple people, you right. know, have, have run under under four minutes, but... Not me, uh, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, I mean, just, you know, big, big person in in the running world yeah kind of a running legend a, yeah that, that yeah lost. yep so just wanted to you know mention mm-hmm. mention him and yeah okay yep. uh i i wanted to talk a little bit about i know we were just talking about new york but um i wanted to talk about boston marathon because boston is now basically just less than a month away yeah mm-hmm. um i think if you're running it you should be hopefully getting excited that it's right around the corner i guess you'd be kind of almost starting your taper right um, but you have your bib numbers, I guess, by now, if you're doing it. Yeah, I think bib numbers are out. Yep. Um, I just want to mention, because it could be a very good race from the elite side, at least for Americans, because we have some very good names that are going to be there on the American side of things, especially on the women. Um, Shalane Flanagan's going to be there. Mm-hmm. So obviously, uh, we know her story. Um, she's now, I guess she's 36 now, right? But um, I have no idea. Basically, almost at the end of her career. And then she, of course, has New York City. And um, now it's just, uh, can she come to Boston, kind of duplicate that success and win the race that she really wants more than any other race? Yeah, no kidding. So um, that'll be somebody to watch there. Uh, Des Linden will be back um, to run Boston. Somebody who, you know, had that, what was that, heartbreaker second place finish um, 2011, I think. Um, so she'll be back for that one. Newcomers in the sport, um, Molly Huddle is going to be there. So kind of a big wild card. Don't really know how, how well she can run, but we'll see. Uh, Jordan Hesse, kind of the, the newbie with probably the best shot at being truly great American female yeah. marathoner. That'll be interesting to see how, how she develops. Um, she has, you know, the fastest American debut. So, um, yeah, I'm actually really curious what she's going to do there. Um Another American, Sarah Hall is going to be there. She's run well of late. I don't know if she necessarily has it in her to, to top Shalane or Jordan, I say. I don't, I don't think that'll be the case, but um, possibility there. Um, and then kind of an, an, another newcomer, um, Kellen Taylor, who I think still runs for Hoka. <laughs> Got to throw in my Hoka mentioned there <laughs> somewhere. Um, kind of maybe a dark horse to, to maybe get on the podium. I think it's going to depend on more on how she's feeling. She's somebody who ran really well at the um olympic the u.s olympic marathon trials mm-hmm. um, actually i sh- thought she ran really aggressive there um just kind of faded at the end so um on the female side could be multiple americans on the podium i think there's a very good shot at that so uh, i think it's definitely going to be a race that i will be tuning into to see what happens um on the men's side i don't think as exciting in terms of the number of people that we have that are going to be there from the Americans. Um, you know, Dathan Ritzenheim will be there running. I don't know. I don't know what his <laughs> legs have in him. Um, Abdi is going to be there 41 years old. Uh, don't know. He's, he's run well. Um, and then, um, 
B. Watt's going to be there, 32-year-old. Kind of has a little something to prove, I think, uh, from recent success. I think he wants to um, kind of back that up and, and show that it wasn't, you know, a fluke or anything like that. But then you also have Galen Rupp, who's probably definitely a favorite to do extremely well. Um, the guy that um, has had quite a running history uh, from the track and then moving to the marathon has had a ridiculously awesome start to his marathon career. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I'll be curious if he can win this one. Mr. Ultra Competitive Galen Rupp, kind of the Salaz- the Salazar guy, <laughs> kind of runs through um, the team there. So um, I, I just wanted to point that out and give everybody a big lead away into Boston to make sure you tune in and check it out because I think, um, especially on the women's, I think it's going to be a very good race. So. No uh, Amy Craig, huh? Or... Um... Hastings, her. right? Yes, there we go. Sorry. I don't know what Amy Hastings is up to. Yeah, okay. To be honest. She's somebody that ran so well at the American Olympic, the U- yeah, the Olympic marathon trials. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know she's done some other stuff and I haven't paid attention. And apparently we've been watching the same stuff because... Because I'm paying attention because I haven't... Yeah. yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, I, th- I thought she would actually be further along in terms of maybe pushing at some of these majors because, it, you know, you go back to 2016 at LA for the trials, she looked better than Shalane did mm-hmm. um, by far. But I mean, that was a hot day, freakish, freakishly hot day. Yeah. So tough conditions, but, but yeah, good question. All right, let's move on. What else do you want to mention here? Um, let's see. I think the other thing I wanted to mention was um, some new, uh, it's been a little while since we talked about our Ragnar races and mm-hmm. they actually have, you know, with the, with the new year, they've announced some, some new races actually. So uh, international, so they have a new road race in Germany, and then they have a new trail race out in Australia. So if you guys are out there and want to run a Ragnar Relay, you can road or trail, yeah, you can actually do that. So I'll have to look up. I'm I'm, I'm curious because we went to Germany, and so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious what the course looks. Not that I really have any extreme knowledge, but it might be something like, hey, oh no, it's you might be somewhat be, familiar with it. Yeah, I won't be though. Why? Because I'm sure they're not running through. The center of Berlin. Right now. So, yeah. yeah, they're not going to run like the Berlin Marathon course. No, but yeah. I mean, like, it's not even going to go through. Yeah. Yeah. So, never mind. Forget that yep. altogether. Okay. Forget it. <laughs> and I'd be scared to run a, a trail in, in Australia, but. Why? I don't know. What, what, what month are they running in? Why? No, I mean, in the summer. Or oh, in, okay. In Australia, summer, it's ridiculously hot. Gotcha. At times. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But, but. Definitely. I'd be worried about the critters out there. I know they got some gnarly critters, so. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, all right. Let's jump into kind of the main topic for the day. Our race recap of the San Diego Half Marathon. Yay! Yay! I, sh- I actually have a button here to make yeah, sure, but, I, but that I missed button. that opportunity. So, Darn. Um, all right. Let's jump into this thing. Um, San Diego, pretty easy place for us to get to, which mm-hmm. is one of the reasons we flew down there for the yep. weekend. Um, short flight for us. Short short flight. We actually flew down there Friday after work, and we came back Sunday basically right after the race yeah so it was kind of nice for us we got to fly out of town but not take any days off of work mm-hmm. um san diego is a real easy place well i mean if you're going in there to do the race and just hang out it's kind of an easy place um to get to so um that was the plan um saturday went to the expo mm-hmm. which was at broadway pier right yeah yeah i was gonna say i know little, that's not what you were saying yeah, but i, I know it, in my head, I was like, oh, a little smaller than I thought it would be, I guess. That's about the size I, I expected. It's a little crowded in there, but um, yeah. whatever. Typical expo, nothing um, nothing crazy, nothing out of the ordinary to mention, I don't think. Mm-mm. Right? Nope, nothing 
yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. Yep, just pick up the bib, pick up your bag. They did provide us with a clear gear check bag that they wanted us to use mm-hmm. if we were going to be checking gear. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, so it, that was actually super easy. Um, got our shirts. Got our shirts. Which look like a baseball jersey. Kind of, like in yeah. that in that vein. That same sort of style. Um, yeah. Yeah. They did have a women's-specific shirt. Which I was you're like happy to about, that. of course. Yeah. But uh, other than that, they look the same, you know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times like the men's and w- or sometimes the men's and women's will be like a different color or a different something different, you know, something's a little different, but not this but, time. It was just the, the cut was just different. That's it. Everything else was the same about the shirt. Yeah. Um, I actually wore my shirt this past weekend, so it was very comfortable. The one thing I thought was weird and I didn't notice it until a week later on the shirt, the shirt doesn't actually have the date of the race, mm-hmm. which I don't know what percentage of my race shirts have the date. I just thought it was weird at the time. I'm like, oh, there's no date. Like... That says when this race occurred, but whatever. That's not. I'd important. say probably more of your shirts have the date than don't have the date. Well, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was actually trying to think. I'm like, what shirt doesn't have the date? Yeah. But I'm sure I have a bunch that don't have dates. So, um, yeah. So that was Saturday. We went to the expo, and then right next door to the expo, um, my God, what's the ship called? USS Midway. Okay, I blanked. <laughs> um, right next door is the USS Midway, mm-hmm. which is a essentially a floating museum was an old uh, U.S. aircraft carrier. And with your race bib, you got free entry into the the museum and stuff. Yeah, and so, which is very cool. Yeah, so we took advantage of that. So we went straight from the expo basically to the pier right next door and um, checked out the midway and uh, mm-hmm. the ship and lots of jets and um, helicopters. And that was a lot of fun. The one good thing is if you just walked up to the ticket booth at um, at the USS Midway, a ticket for an adult was 23 bucks. Yep. And so, with your bib, you got a free entry. We're mm-hmm. twenty three bucks. That's that's some pretty good, that's real good tangible value. Like I don't know what you can go online and get discount tickets for with all that kind of stuff, but that's a pretty good deal. So, um, yeah. So we actually had fun <laughs> checking out the <laughs> the midway. Um, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Reminds me of like the Missouri in uh, Hawaii, right? Yeah. So good value there. Um, the other thing I'll just mention it now. Um, you could also get a San Diego Padres baseball ticket with your race somehow it wasn't like for that weekend it would be like a future i think they had a special like a future game like a marathon yeah day game right. type of thing right so we're not from san diego so i didn't pay too much attention to that but another way to get some extra unique different value out of your race reg and great so, if you're san diego local. local yeah yeah so you can go to the midway for free you get your free you know padres ticket you know you get your shirt you get your medal you know, you run the race. That's 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 a pretty good value for the mm-hmm. race. So, yep. Um, other than that, on Saturday, um, do apologize for anybody visiting from out of town. The weather kind of sucked. Yeah, which uh, is it was very atypical <laughs> for San Diego. It was like overcast and actually rained. Yeah. Um, what like the afternoon and evening and night. Yeah. Yeah. Rained quite a bit. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that was kind of a bummer. Kind of mm-hmm. screwed up our day a bit. Um. Still did go out to the Gaslap District there, which if you're not familiar with San Diego, kind of kind of near downtown there. Lots of restaurants, lots of bars. Lots of shops. Lots of shops. Not too many shops. Um, Some shops. Quite a few clubs if you're of the younger age and want to go clubbing. Or if you're of the older age and want to go clubbing. That's true, too. <laughs> you may um, stand out, but you can still do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, we actually went out and had a really good dinner um, down there, and that was fun. Um, yeah. So yeah. Sun- Sunday, race day. Yep. Trying to trying to not to make this the longest race right. recap in history. So Sunday race day was also daylight savings, which means that we lost an hour. And it means it's a horrible day to yeah, race. Which is just a big bummer. 
And it was it was really funny that they um, in our race packet, they actually included a card, which I thought was really smart that said, um, yes. you know, spring forward, uh, change your clocks on Saturday night. You know, so just a, a reminder, mm-hmm. you know, so that you wouldn't show up late an hour late to the race. So, yeah, that was Sunday. <laughs> I'd be curious to know, like, how many people did, you know, some, that had to have happened to somebody. Somebody. Just, so, like, what, totally oblivious right, to the, right, the fact right. that it was uh, daylight savings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so race morning. Um, yeah, lose an hour. Bummer there. But um, th- th- what was the race start time? 7.30. 7.30. There was, uh, just uh, so everybody knows, there was a 5K, a half marathon, a relay, and a kids race. Mm-hmm. Uh, the five. Okay, it was the first thing, right? Yeah, that, Which start, is that weird. started before the half marathon. I don't remember exactly what time it started, but it was before the half marathon. Was it, it was like seven a.m. No? Okay, maybe I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. We're not super right, top but it of was the definitely times. before the half marathon, which is which was different. Really, really weird to yeah. be honest. Um, we actually stayed on purpose, a hotel basically right next to the the start of the race, um, and so our walk from our hotel to the race took all of. Four minutes, maybe, because we had to cross like one street. But, yeah. Um, basically, <laughs> right there. So it gave us the extra advantage of slept in a little bit longer compared to like a lot of races. Didn't have to drive or shuttle or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, you know, you just walk over five minutes. So it's it's one of the few races didn't go use a porta potty before the race because basically I was just at my hotel. You know, twenty minutes before the race. Still, I don't even know what time we we left or anything like that. So. So real easy to get to the start yeah, over there. Yeah, super easy. Um, what else about the start? Uh, self-seated. Oh, no, no. It wasn't self-seated. You actually had... Uh, waves. Waves, you were assigned yep, a wave. Yep, signed a wave. I can't remember how many there were, but there was quite a few. Mm-hmm. So they did um, make it clear ahead of time that the first wave would start, start at 7.30, but you could potentially start as late as 8-something, depending on what wave you were in. Mm-hmm. So they did mention that. Um, I should say total for the the entire weekend, I guess, events, uh, 6,300 participants, half marathon about 5,000 mm-hmm. of that. So that's a pretty good size. Definitely not small. No. Not mm-hmm. massive, but... Um, yeah, a little over 1,000 5K runners. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I should mention the relay, 192. Mm-hmm. Which is the half marathon relay. I think it was two-person relay, so... Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've yet to find any race where the relay... The relay. What's what? that? I don't know what that yeah. is. Um, <laughs> where the relay actually has big numbers. If anybody knows one, let me know. I'm just kind of curious. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to always talk about the R&R races that did the relay, and it didn't seem it was like anybody was such a small percentage of people, yeah, yeah so, the participants. Just curious if there's one that has a ton of people. Yeah. And don't don't send in Ragnar, because that's just a relay. Right, right, right. Yeah, know, relay is part or, of yeah. another race, yeah. Racing event. All right. I kind of distracted you. Yeah. You were talking about waves? No. No, that, that, I was done oh, with okay. that. Yeah, just talking about when you would start. That was it. All right. Yep. Um, they did have... um. Uh, Pace groups. Mm-hmm. Don't want to mention that. Mm, thinking about what else at the start. I guess that's really it. They had like, it was pretty like pumped up at the start. Like lots of music. I think the announcers were pretty good. Yeah, um, it was kind of loud. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I remember. <laughs> okay. Awesome. <laughs> uh, another thing that was kind of interesting that they gave us um, a bit pickup was uh, what to bring and what not to bring with yes. you to like check. Because... I mean, I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but uh, the finish is at Petco Park. Um, so you know, which is stadium. the baseball stadium? Yeah, there. yeah. So there's some restrictions as far as what you can, what you can and can't have there. So they did have a whole list on what you can and can't bring, and some interesting things that I wanted to mention just on don't bring uh, cans. 
soda, thermos bottles, selfie sticks. Those are kind of the things that I thought were kind of um, interesting. There was other things on the list as well, but um, yeah. That that included our gear check bags, I'm assuming? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So no, like, I think the one example is like throwing a Coke can in your gear don't, check bag. Don't do it. Is, is yep. something it you said soda, no outside beverages other than sealed water, milk, oh, or juice. Right. Yeah. So no soda at all. So even if you would have brought it in a plastic bottle. Still. Still. No, no. That would be against that one particular rule. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Ray Start, uh, you were assigned wave two. Mm-hmm. Um, I was assigned wave three. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, we, where we happen to walk into the race just happened to be in wave two. Yeah. Um, I looked around, I saw lots of two, threes and fours standing around us. So I was like, eh, I'm just going to stay here. Yeah. Um, they Nobody actually, was checking there bibs. was no checking bibs or anything yeah. like that. Um, do you want to give a shout out to Bradley mm-hmm. who somehow managed to find us in wave uh, two? Yeah. He was in wave two. So yep. that, that kind of helped. So, um, shout out to him. Very nice meeting you at the race and yeah. getting a chance to talk to you before and, um, for two seconds after, but yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was very cool. Uh, good, good job finding us because mm-hmm. that's quite a few people and we weren't there that long. That was the interesting no, thing. Like we, we hadn't just been there got that there long. And yeah, yeah. Our hotel was so close. So, yep. um, yeah, basically, um, go time, um, wave one went off. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't so, like, even the know. the elites essentially. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Was there no eat? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then yeah, wave two, I don't know what the gaps were. Um, between it was them. it was less than five minutes. Yeah, because I remember it was like it was like three and a half or four and a half or something. Because I remember him saying like three and a half minutes until wave two goes. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, and then we were basically off, and the race began a little narrow at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll throw that out there, but I mean, very very good that they have waves. Yeah, because um, otherwise the start would be an issue. But, right. Um, you know, not a big deal. I mean, I think there was a lot of running around people probably in the first half mile for. For some, if you were chasing a time, they, I, I was even trying to run around some people. So they did actually even have wave starts for the five k. I don't know if we mentioned that, um, which I think no, was was important because you kind of yeah for the same reason, just kind of. Yeah. And a five k, you're probably space. trying to get out a little bit quicker. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, let's talk about the course, I guess. Um, I, I I should say it was a cloudy day. Yeah, um, yeah. The sun was not to be really seen. Uh, for sure. So as far as like race weather, it was great. But yes, in terms temp, of like checking good. out San Diego, I mean, it would have been nice to, to have more sun out there, you know, for people that have never been there before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, early on the race, you're kind of traveling. I forgot the name of the street there. Um, the first mile, two miles, whatever it is. Um, let's let's kind of say you're running along the waterfront. So, you, you know, there were some spots where you kind of have views of, of the water and then you could look back and see the, the buildings in downtown and... Um, and the bridge there. And had it been a nice, sunny, beautiful San Diego day, probably wouldn't have been a prettier <laughs> view. But yeah. on a, just a kind of a cloudy, dull weekend wasn't, you know, a spectacular view. But you could look across the water and back towards San Diego type of thing. So running on Harbor, Dr- Harbor there you go, Drive. Harbor. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, which takes you basically right by the airport also. Yeah, um, which is kind of a little weird. But yeah, I was like, yeah. I was looking to the right and like, oh, there comes in a plane. Right. Like, as we're running um, by what had me kind of laughing early on was um, the half and the 5k kind of started in the same direction, different times, obviously, but there was a, the first right turn for the 5k, there was two signs that said that pointed to the right and it said 5k, but they were actually in the parking lot for claim jumper, which is a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I was like, (laughs) 
man, if the 5K really ran through Claim Jumper, I'm like, I totally would have done the 5K because I, you know, Claim Jumper, it's a good restaurant. I like it. You know, it's a chain restaurant, but, um, and I, and I know the signs were actually trying to say, like, turn at the next street. Right. Like, I, like turn up ahead, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But to me, it was just in the driveway for Claim Jumper. And I was like, oh, man, this would be awesome just to run into Claim Jumpers and, and <laughs> grab some food 5K? in the middle of a 5K. This would be awesome. I totally would have done that. But um, Although with Claim Jumper portions. <laughs> oh, I would have been stuffed with <laughs> yeah. their, they have a big chocolate cake. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We actually um, put a picture. You actually took a picture of those <laughs> signs, on, not yeah. of the chocolate cake, of the, the signs. Um, and we actually put that up on our Facebook uh page we put put an album up with some pictures so it's just yeah it's kind of funny it looks like it's it's just directing the course to go like right into claim jumper into claim jumper (laughs) i was like oh that'd be awesome um but yeah you know early on you're running by there you get to run by the the pier where the expo was you get to Mm -hmm. run by the uss midway so kind of cool we were like some other museum i forgot what it's called Um, yeah unfortunately after that you kind of go out into no man's land to a certain Mm -hmm. degree um i i cracked you kind of just head inland yeah. yeah. I mean, I cracked up at the claim jumper sign. The next time I cracked up was we kind of made a left turn. We were basically behind the Avis car rental place. <laughs> it's like a little street that goes behind the car rental. It's like, oh, this is so weird. We're just running behind Avis car rental. Um, and that's because that's cross street from the airport. So yeah, makes sense. <laughs> I was like, what the yep. heck? Um, so yeah, um, early on, the race is pretty much flat, right? Would mm-hmm. you agree to yep. that? Yep. Um, like I said, you, you know, whatever views you kind of get of the San Diego area and the waterfront there is, it's all on the first mile, mile and a half, two miles, I don't know, something like that. Um, at some point there's a little turn by the hotel that puts you kind of right by the water, uh, a small little out and back section. Mm-hmm. So kind of give you a chance to, uh, maybe see some people that you know. I saw you. Mm-hmm. I looked for Bradley. I didn't see Bradley on the turn. I don't know if he was ahead, how far ahead, what, but, um, but yeah, did catch you, um. What else? What else do you want to say about the course? Um, until we get to like mile eight. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't have anything until until mile eight. Okay. That you haven't said already. Okay. Um, then I guess when you get out to mile eight, nine or something is when there's actually some hills on this course. Yeah. And there's little blips before that, but the yeah, first but, real, you know. like the, the only and major real hill yeah. is like at eight something. There's like a first hill under like an underpass type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And then you actually get to like a nice long hill climb yep. thing, which... Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty Hills. long for, pretty for for a road half marathon. It was a pretty pretty long, tough hill. You know, for a half marathon yeah. a week after we ran Napa, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this hill is terrible. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Interesting um, little hill section there. Mm-hmm. So not easy. I, I mean, I would say in general, this is not a course to go get a PR for sure, mainly because that little hill section is kind of tough and um, there's enough turns on the course to make it not ideal for, for trying to chase a PR or mm-hmm. anything like that. So. Um, but early on, it's pretty, it's pretty fast. What else? Mm, um, aside from the hill, <laughs> still on the hill. Yeah, yeah. The hill, I mean, was, once the hill you, ain't no joke, though. No, it seriously. Wasn't, yeah, and it it went on for for a little while. Uh, once you got up to the top, though, or near the top of the hill, there's uh, there's actually an aid station there, which I mean, we'll talk about aid stations too. But there's mm-hmm. an aid station there and a medical station, and the medical station actually was giving out like cold, like uh, like kind of like washcloths oh, or towels. Right. Yeah. So that was pretty nice, even though it wasn't a warm day. Mm-hmm. Like after kind of working hard on that hill it was really nice to just grab that towel and just like kind of wipe your face off and just be like just a little refreshed you know just like oh felt pretty good yeah um yeah you mentioned aid stations so yes. plenty of aid stations no issues with that they mm-hmm. actually i think did um, a great job at yeah. the aid stations yep. all of them you know water of, ultima they did actually a really good job of telling you what water was, or yep. sports drink yep. at all the aid stations they did have a very cool thing that they actually had signs at every aid station that would tell you how many miles until the next aid station? Mm-hmm. 
So I, I think it actually said like water so far away and then sports drink was so far away. Mm-hmm. And then they had a sign that even said porta potties. Like so far away. So far away. Yeah. So you actually went into every aid station knowing how far it would be until the next one. Right. So if you're like, oh, it's going to be two and a half miles, which I mean, it really wasn't. But, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, I better grab extra. I don't know, whatever, you know, they I mean, to prepare. There's plenty of aid stations. There like is. Basically but... every two, two and a half miles, yeah, there yeah. was an aid station. So you don't really need the signs. But I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool little extra thing. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen it before on um, Ultras where okay. they have like. But it's usually like <laughs> eight, miles. eight miles to the next aid. St- okay, okay, let me uh, stock up here, you know, and spend a, a couple extra minutes. Next aid station, the yeah. restaurant, when you're done running the race, that's your, that's your next aid <laughs> yeah, station. Your home when yeah. you make it back. <laughs> Inner address here. <laughs> exactly. So I've seen it I've seen it in that situation, but I hadn't seen it like in a half marathon before. But it's, it's nice to know. Um, yeah. So, I mean, aid stations in general, like I said, really good. No, she's there. Great job. Um, anything else? Cliff shot was the, the energy gel. Mm-hmm. on course they did have one spot for it um um at the 10k mark so and they they did a really good job they had i think i think plenty of people handing out gels because sometimes when they have on course uh, gels you'll have like one person or two people you know like mm-hmm. and you're and then they have like a table behind them where most people just end up going to grab them off the table but they actually quite have had had quite a few people lining both sides mm-hmm. handing out um the clip shots so okay clip shot gels um the one thing i was going to go back to is part of potties real quick because this is one of the very few races that I did not see lines at the early porta potties. I did. You saw lines? I saw lines at a lot of porta potties. Really? Yep. I didn't. So apparently everybody running around me didn't have didn't to go. Didn't have to at go. All. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, I saw no lines early on. Yeah. And I thought that was uh, something. I mean, I didn't see long lines, right. but I saw lines early on. And then I even saw some lines later on where I was like, oh, by this time you usually wouldn't expect to see a line. And it wasn't a long line, it was like one or two people. That's it. But okay. still, yeah. Very weird. Mm-hmm. Run different paces. You have very different race experiences. So, okay. Um, that's that. That's on course. Um, I'll just mention towards the end, you actually run kind of by Balboa Park, which is kind of the big park there in San Diego. The zoo's right off to the side. Not that you saw the zoo or anything like that. Um, kind of just running on the street next to the park. It's not really... I don't know. I don't know what else. Yeah, not running about that. through it. So yeah. yeah, but you could you could see it off to the yeah. side there. When I was running through, or I was going to say through it, but I didn't run through it. When I ran next to it, there was actually a, a spectator out there that was just sitting on the lawn, and she was in some like animal onesie thing, <laughs> but she was sitting down, and then she had she had her her phone connected to like a just a little speaker, and she was blasting music, which is actually like really nice because okay. there wasn't a lot of music or entertainment out there. Mm-hmm. So. um I know I yelled at her and I was like, I was like, thanks for the music. And she, you know, she like smiled and everything. Cause it was just really nice just to have it out there. But she was just a little one man or one woman, one woman party. One, one person party. Yeah. One person party. Um, okay. Um, see, then you come kind of towards the end of the race. Um, I guess you're downtown San Diego mm-hmm. there. Basically you're going to run into Petco park. Yep. So, uh, the one interesting thing to mention at the very entrance, um, well, there's not really any crowd support on this course, basically, um, until you get to the very entrance of Petco Park, where there was lots of people kind of lining right there. Yeah, there's there's a little bit of spectators, okay, a little a lot, bit. Not a lot. like I don't know. and mostly at the like relays the, at the relay exchange <laughs> point, but because yeah. they had to be there anyway. Yeah. Um. So I was laughing though when I came in, like right before I got to Petco Park. It's like, oh, okay, lots of people here, right? Yeah. They weren't like cheering that much. They're just there. They're just standing there. Yeah. Yeah. That that was my. I mean, I had music on my ears anyway so um but that was just the sense i got but um the story i was trying to lead to was the the entrance 
there at Petco Park when you get to run in, um, they did have what it looked like to me was employees of the of the ballpark that were actually checking everybody's bib when they ran mm-hmm. in. So if no bandits were basically going to be allowed into Petco. So yep. um, we, we both had that experience of kind of hearing them yell, where's you know, your babe? Where's, where's your babe? Yeah, yeah we both had that exact same experience. Yeah. So good thing there. Um, it's good to keep the bandits yep. um, out of the finish line area. Um, so yeah, you basically run into the stadium there and you basically, it's pretty quick once you get inside to the finish line, um, which I paid where was the finish line? Was it near home plate? I really didn't pay any attention to that, to be honest. I don't know. Yeah. I just know it was on the warning track. Yeah, okay. But I couldn't tell you where exactly. Yeah, so something Somewhere like that. between uh, left field and home plate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I don't really pay attention. But um, yeah, very cool running into Petco Park. Um, it's actually a beautiful stadium, in my opinion, although... Yeah, it was really my nice. My knowledge of baseball it's, stadiums it's, it's is not very high. It's relatively new, though, but, too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that helps. That was very cool. You know, of course, they had the, the, the camera there pointed at people running in and of course that feed was on the jumbotron do we still call it jumbotron i was gonna call it that okay the Um, big screen (laughs) (laughs) so that was cool and then it's basically just finish line in the park so i mean it was good energy once you got in the park um were there people see i I, it's amazing how much stuff you miss too um were there people in the stands like not many at least not when i came through like i thought there was going to be more people like waiting for like you know their runner friends or family Mm -hmm. or whatever there was hardly any there um, so yeah, basically across the finish line, um, you get your medal, mm-hmm. um, which was being handed out by servicemen and women. Yes. Yep. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of get, um, you know, you keep, you keep walking and I think there's a opportunity for race pictures, which I walked right past if that was there. Yeah. I didn't care, but, but I know a lot of people were kind of, um, hanging around, like taking pictures yeah. and selfies and you know that sort of thing. And I know if you were close to the finish line, there was definitely, um, what I believe was park employees too, also um, basically yelling at people to keep moving because yeah. there wasn't so a ton of room there. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't tons of room to kind of everybody right. to hang out in the stadium. I think you could have walked out and back around yeah. if you wanted to. Yep. Um, yeah, and then once if you just keep kind of going along the, I mean, you basically had two options. One, you kept going along the warning track to put you out of like I guess what you would call the secure runner area, um, or you could actually head up into the seats in certain areas mm-hmm. um, and up until like the concession stands, which I didn't see a whole lot of people doing that, but I, I know there was some who did that. Cause I think they had some of the concessions concession stands open, like in selling whatever, whatever. Yeah. Um, but if you just kept going along the warning track and made your way out, uh, then you were kind of out of the, the secure area and you got a um, chocolate milk, a pint of chocolate milk Yay! and then a reusable bag, you know, San Diego mm-hmm. half marathon bag that had a fruit cup and a wa- no, we already had the water, right? Yeah, I think they so had yeah, a fruit we, cup. I grabbed the water off the table. So I think I had a fruit cup and then like some flyers for other races or something. Yeah. I don't I don't think I've ever had such a big bag post race with so little. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Either in it or to put in yeah. it. But um yeah. the bag was cool, it had like mm-hmm. the logo of the race and I think it was That's a nice bag. park and stuff. It's a nice bag. Um and and by bag we're talking kind of like the bag you would take to uh, your groceries at the store, right? Like that's that's sort of reusable, so. like grocery type bag, like a, a smaller, a smaller size. Yep. Yeah, one. Um, I like the chocolate milk. It wasn't miniature sized, mm-hmm. which is cool because sometimes you get the really tiny, tiny ones. Yeah, I, I really, like- I really like the fruit cup. It was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have mine, so either you had mine or it went to the garbage, I guess, at some point. Um, I feel like I haven't had chocolate milk from like a race in a while, but that's just yeah. Also, I haven't done that many races <laughs> True. before Napa. True. So. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, and then and that there's also a lot of people taking pictures there as well because then you kind of have you could do like selfies or you know people take pictures of you with the the stadium in the background so that was that was pretty popular um and then gear check was was right there too so if you um had checked something which we did not because we were we ended up staying so close <laughs> right um but it was you know really easily accessible to to pick up your, your gear check bag there as well yeah yeah so that's, that was pretty much the the finish area yeah yeah um and then we we didn't stick around too long we basically Zipped over to the hotel because we had a shower and go catch a plane. Yeah. <laughs> to head home. Um, the metal. Oh, let's talk about the. Should we talk about the metal? Yeah. Um, it's a cool looking metal. I'm pulling it out here real quick. Um, which when we got back to the hotel, we were super confused about. Right. We're trying to decipher uh, it. Because it says San Diego Half Marathon at the top. Oh, it's interesting. They don't put the date on here either. <laughs> I just realized that. But yeah, it has the um, year. Has the year. Um, but it kind of has like a little map of the San Diego area type thing with a red line, which I assume is the course with mile markers on it that says one, two, and three. And then on the bottom right of the metal, it says five kilometers and the bottom West, it says 26 feet. And it just seemed weird at the time. Like we couldn't figure out. I was like, if oh, we got a 5k metal or yeah, that was my first reaction. If was, it was the same metal as a 5k and half marathon. Yeah. It just seemed weird. I'm like, oh, that's kind of weird to put part of the course map as the metal when you're only putting like to put i don't know miles one two and three mm-hmm. seemed weird and then if you spun it around um it's like a cutout metal it says has the san diego logo at the bottom at the top and it says the san di and then the next line celebrates t and the next line says rai which doesn't make sense it's because it's cut off and so i think you actually reached out on twitter yeah, because I, I just didn't understand the metal. <laughs> like, so I was I like, hey, it. what does the, the 5K and the 26 feet mean? Um, and so they actually said that it's the elevation profile of the first 5K of the course. So that makes sense. Which first reaction in my head, but we didn't do a 5K. Right. And then this, they said this was the first of our four-year course series. So meaning this is the first of four medals right. that will, um, I guess, come together over the next four years to create you know, the entire, a big, the entire metal, course. which then I guess at that point you'll have the entire course. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming on the back, you'll have a complete phrase. What, yeah. Phrase. Whatever this is going yeah, to say. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe people knew that before the race. I, I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. Um, so I, it's, that's cool if you're doing it all four years. Yeah. Um, other than that, to me, it's a little weird, but so it's a little um, bit weird to just have that one year. Cause it has like the 5k and it looks like you only ran a 5k. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, other than that, it's a good-looking And, and I metal. like the little runner cutout in the center, too. Mm-hmm. The ribbon's nice. Yeah. So, that, yeah. that was our little metal mystery mm-hmm. that had us all... Because, like I said, my first reaction was, I didn't do the 5K. Why did... You know? But then you're like, it says half marathon. Yeah. And I'm like, but why did they put 5K? Like, I'm so confused. I'm like, wh- why do we care so much about the first 5K? Although, right. I guess that was probably the best views on the course was the first 5K. So. Yep. Um, and probably the fat, flattest section. Yeah. Possibly. Yep. Um, yeah, 26 feet. <laughs> <laughs> not much elevation there. No, not at all. All right. Um, what else do you want to say about the race? Uh, one thing I just want to mention about the up. the relay. Mm-hmm. Um, they do. It's it's a, it's a two person relay. They do drop off the first person um, before the finish line, so you could actually run through the finish line together. Oh, that's super then, cool. Yeah, so you get to finish it together, and then um, obviously you both get medals. And you actually have a physical baton that you carry with you while you run. Yeah, I saw that. Um, and hand that off, and then you get to keep the baton. Um, afterwards so just want to mention that kind of better than a drumstick yeah although they could have gotten smaller batons it was kind of big yeah so it's a pretty good sized baton yeah right? <laughs> i was like oh that's that's really big <laughs> yeah so um, just want to mention that um they also had some other like race day deals or discounts um for like local 
I think it was like restaurants yeah. and a couple of shops. So that was also um, something that you could take advantage of if you were there the rest of that day. Yeah, if, if you were there, yeah, the, the Gas Lap District there, like I said, all the bars and restaurants, great place to kind of finish the race, go get a shower, go out to dinner. Um, it's actually a really good spot to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, also wanted to give a shout out to um, Run SD. Mm-hmm. The they were out there in full force. Full force. Lots of people saw their shirts. Yep. That's the running group um, there in San Diego with lots of members. Um, so shout out to them. Tons of people. Uh, Team Hoyt. Mm-hmm. Very cool. They were um, out there in full force too. Full force. Lots of yep. people. Very cool um, to see them out there. And then also you put in the notes. I had completely forgotten about race guards was out there. Yeah. Um, which we've talked about race guards probably a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And they're a group that basically, let's see, how should I explain it? They basically per- in- they- embeds medically trained runners into the race mm-hmm. um they're out there running the course with you and they have medical training they know cpr right they have and they provide on course first aid yeah so there if you you're go. needing band-aids or ace bandage or ice or something like that you know. they can provide that and they're they're mixed they're yeah they're running the course so they're there with you they're not like stationary mm-hmm. uh medical stations and they don't actually replace that it's right. an addition it's an addition it's to it. they still service, have so. medical tents out there yep. um, i actually love race guards i like the idea of getting people you know, out there running with us to and help on the course take care of and, us. Yeah. Um, yep. So, um, and they're actually based out of, I think, originally San Diego, they so, are. which is yeah. why they always have a big presence at SoCal, Southern California races. Um, so it was good to see them. Um, I think that's all the groups I was going to mention. There's a couple other charities I know that had several people out there, but those are the ones that kind of, or at least Team Hoyt was the one that caught my eyes. Um, what else do we want to say? Otherwise, we'll just give our overall impressions, kind of wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I think we kind of covered everything else. I mean, I, I had a very fun weekend. Um, San Diego was a, a cool place to visit. Um, I think it's an easy place to kind of travel into and get a hotel there and, you know, run the race. It's pretty easy, pretty convenient to get around and stuff. Um, the race was fun. I thought it was super well organized. I liked the finish at Petco Park, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. If you, I mean... Some people might not like finishes at ballparks. Some people do. I mean, that's a pretty common thing around a lot of places around the country now. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I wouldn't want to have a finish line at a ballpark every single time I ran. <laughs> right. But I, I really liked it. So. Um, in terms of the course itself, you know, it's not really a scenic. No. Of course. It's not super scenic. No. Uh, I mean, I'd say the first couple of... of miles are probably the most scenic. And even then, it's not the most scenic as you would expect in San Diego necessarily. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not a flat course. Oh, the the one random thing I was going to mention too. I think there was like a little tiny, tiny section where I actually ran on a freeway. There might have been. I kind of remember that. It seemed that. like a freeway. I yeah. can't say that for sure. I don't know it enough, which which I just cracked up because when we did R&R San Diego years ago, there was like at that time when that course was still being used, there was a big section on the freeway. Yeah. And in yeah. my head, I'm going, what's going on with San Diego I running know. on freeways? But, yeah. um, and somebody might correct me and say that's not a freeway. That's maybe just a, just major, a major, major road yeah, or something. Exactly. But, and it was only a short bit, but... um. But yeah, I had fun. It wasn't like the super most scenic thing. It's also a little bit tough running it the week after Napa because they're kind of jarringly different mm-hmm. type of races mm-hmm. from country road out in Napa with wineries to kind of like a more city race. Yep. yep. So having them butted up against each other felt a little jarring to me. But um, Although it was nice to, to think, oh, I only have to run half as far as I <laughs> right. did last weekend. The, the distance was definitely <laughs> a positive thing in comparison. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely had a fun weekend. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's not like an outrageously expensive 
race. I don't, I'm saying that just because I don't remember exactly what we paid to rent. I, it, I think I think if you register early enough, it's a very decently priced. Mm-hmm. But I think it it is one of those races that if you wait until the Jumps. end, it it definitely can get up there. So, but when you count the the, the ticket to the museum and the Padres mm-hmm. ticket, you mm-hmm. know, you can get some some pretty good value out of it. Yes, so. yeah. yeah. They do have um, a challenge with a uh, mammoth half marathon. Right. Just want to mention that mammoth half marathon is in June. Um, so they do have a, a challenge. If you do both races, you get a, a challenge medal. So just want to throw that out there. Um, yeah, we were actually going to run San Diego half probably a couple years back, mm-hmm. but then we kept trying to figure out a year where we could do the challenge yeah. with mammoth. And then, then we just decided, let's just run yeah. San Diego. We'll just run them we, separately yeah, whenever exactly. we can get around to separately because we don't really need another medal. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, but yeah, Mammoth's a, a good one to kind of yeah. do yeah. along with it. So, mm-hmm. all right. Anything else? I think that's it. Cool. I think we covered it. Yeah. Um, are we doing any feedback today or no? Uh, Yeah. Let's just do the little feedback we have. Hang here. on. I got a sounder for that. Okay. Incoming there message. <laughs> so we heard from uh, Nier who enjoyed the Napa Valley recap. Uh, um, a couple weeks ago, he ran the Jerusalem half marathon with a, a blind friend of his. He said the Jerusalem marathon is always very special. Um, he's always, I know, been a big promoter of, of that race. If anybody's interested, we can mm-hmm. connect you guys. Um, you know, if you're interested in running uh, the Jerusalem marathon or half marathon at any point. Um, he also is planning to run the Skinny Raven half marathon in Anchorage, Alaska in August. So Interesting. Yeah. Yep. All righty. Um, I guess that's going to do it for today. Um, just going to mention you're, you're actually going to be doing some running up in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yep. In the next couple of days. Next couple of days. Yep. Heading over there for a Ragnar Trail event. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'll, my lungs will be hurting. <laughs> um, and then this coming weekend, we'll be running the Oakland Half Marathon. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, another another urban... Another, another city yeah. race. Yep. Um, this one we didn't have to fly out to, so that... Makes it a little bit easier mm-hmm. to get to. So we'll see. We'll probably do another kind of, hopefully this one wasn't too long, um, uh, kind of a, a mid-range race recap on that one. And then that'll kind of conclude what ended up being for us a, a very busy March. Yeah. Having one full and two halves. Yep. We'll have some downtime in April in terms of racing. So. Yeah. Until we yeah. get back in May and then the end of the year is going to be crazy. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else before we get out of here? That's it. All right. Then we're out of here. The website for the podcast is EmbraceRunning.com. You could find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash EmbraceRunning. Send us any comments, questions, or feedback at feedback at EmbraceRunning.com or leave us a voicemail at 925-400-7223. If you enjoy the show, give us a review on iTunes. So until next time, Embrace Running. <laughs>